What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. Uh, I'm Jonas and tonight I'm going to be taking you through another double episode, this time of NXT from Full Sail. Uh, looking at the 26th of December episode and the 2nd of January uh, from the WWE Network. This show from the 26th of December will feature a four-way number one contenders match with the winner going on to face Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's title at TakeOver Phoenix. Uh, we'll focus on that in a bit. Uh, there will also be a match tonight between the Undisputed Era versus Heavy Machinery for the NXT Tag Team titles. So a lot on the line tonight. Uh, this should be an amazing episode of NXT and hopefully an entertaining episode of Wrestling with Jonas. Now, for those of you that watched the 2nd of January episode of NXT on the WWE Network, you know that they were they spent a fair bit of the evening recapping uh, the previous 12 months. And we'll have a, also have a look at some of the highlights of NXT from 2018. And they also spent a fair bit of the show going over the 2018 year-end awards uh, nominees. So I think they're planning to uh, announce the winners on WWE.com or maybe next week's episode of NXT. Now, we're not going to be looking too much at uh, their nominees for these awards, but instead, at the very end of the episode, we'll be looking at um, our Wrestling with Jonas NXT Awards for 2018, looking at uh, Male of the Year, Female of the Year, Feud of the Year, Match of the Year, and so on. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That'll be towards the end of this podcast. Going back to the 26th of December episode of NXT, um, the first match, as I mentioned earlier, kicking it all off, is the four-way number one contenders match for the Women's Championship. Uh, so the winner of this match will go on to face Shayna Baszler at NXT TakeOver Phoenix the night before the Royal Rumble. Uh, the four competitors, Io Shirai, Mia Yim, Lacey Evans and Bianca Belair. So Shirai uh, is amazing and one of the brightest things happening in NXT and WWE right now, in my opinion. She's yet to hit uh, top gear um, yet in NXT, but could be a contender for the NXT title, if not before, definitely after WrestleMania this year. Uh, when we see the entrances uh, for Mia Yim and uh, uh, Lacey Evans, uh, both very capable and talented wrestlers. However, the EST of NXT then makes her entrance Bianca Belair. Uh, whether you like her gimmick or not, Belair is extremely athletic, powerful, charismatic and so full of potential that she could very well be a top player in the NXT with, and WWE within the next year or two. Yim and Shirai uh, team up to start the match and they double team Belair uh, before the match goes to the outside. Uh, Yim nails a brilliant dive through ropes, through the ropes, taking out Belair on the steel rampway. Uh, but a mere second later, Shirai is flung through the ropes with the help of the bigger and more powerful Lacey Evans, propelling Shirai through the ropes and onto Belair and Yim at ringside. That was a, a heavy bump that Shirai took there. Shirai and Yim team up again, this time on Evans, with some effective double-team moves. Now, as mentioned in a previous episode, Evans is one of the handful of acts going up to the main roster within the coming weeks, along with Heavy Machinery, Nikki Cross, EC3 and Lars Sullivan. Out of these names, I expect Lacey Evans to be um, one of the acts more likely to succeed. Her look and her gimmick are quite strong and will likely get over with the fans, mainly because of these parts of her character. Her wrestling style is definitely improving. Uh, Lacey has pulled off some um, impressive high spots in various matches in NXT in 2018, but her overall experience is still growing. 
Some might say it's not quite where it, where it should be, where it needs to be um, for a main roster call-up. Um, however, if you compare her with the likes of the Iconics or maybe Lana, she's head and shoulders ahead of them already with her ability in the ring. So I think she'll be okay. However, I don't see her as competition yet for uh, the likes of Asuka, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, or dare I say it, Ronda Rousey just yet. However, as mentioned, she does have the look and the character that Vinnie Mac is generally a fan of. Back to the match, we see all four wrestlers pair off with Yim and Shirai teaming together once again and uh, Evans and Belair creating a heel partnership um, only until the heels start to interfere with each other's pinning attempts to prevent uh, the other from gaining the win. Shirai hits a beautiful springboard missile dropkick only to be flattened herself by a spear from Belair uh, with Belair getting a two count in the process. Shirai hits a double stomp, a 619, a flying missile drop kick, um, all on Bianca Belair for a two count. Uh, Lacey Evans nails Yim with the women's rights, gaining a near pinfall, only to have the cover broken up by Belair. Shirai hits a picture perfect moonsault on Evans for a close near full of her own, um, only to be pulled from the cover by Bianca Belair, who unceremoniously dumps Shirai over the top rope and to the floor allowing Belair to hoist Evans into her torture rack slam, the KOD for the cover and the win in just over 13 minutes. So that was an excellent match uh, with contributions from all four wrestlers, uh, but it was Bianca Belair who got the win in impressive fashion and will go on to face Shayna Baszler at NXT TakeOver Phoenix on the 26th of January. I'm not convinced uh, Belair will walk away with the championship um, that night, but it will be a great opportunity to showcase her talents on a bigger stage like a takeover, and it could be one of the highlights of the night. I can't wait for that match. Then we see uh, Jackson Riker versus Mitch Taverna. So Riker is accompanied to the ring by he, uh, to the, for this match by Blake and Cutler, the Forgotten Sons. Uh, Jackson Riker, the former gunner in TNA or Impact Wrestling, doesn't waste too much time in manhandling his opponent for an easy win here. Uh, the reports are that the end of this match had to be recorded in front of a live audience three times in total to allow Riker to properly execute his finisher, which was a slingshot powerbomb on his unfortunate opponent here after the two earlier botches. Uh, I'm not convinced that the Forgotten Sons have anything unique or exciting to offer and I don't hold out much hope for them if and when they go up to the main roster. They're too similar to other acts that have gone before them uh, with the likes of Sanity already struggling to get any airtime on SmackDown uh, despite having a more entertaining act all over. Uh, when you compare them to the likes of uh, Blake, Cutler and Riker, um, Sanity in my opinion definitely have the upper hand but they're still not cutting the mustard on Smackdown just yet I'm not sure the botched finishes before the live audience are going to endure them to the management team unless improvements are made pretty soon we then see a nice video package fe featuring the Velveteen Dream now this is an act that are, that could do very well on the main roster um, I know that uh, the company are very high on Dream and the sky's the limit for this 23 year old wrestling prodigy in my opinion I expect to see the Dream on the main roster tearing it up big time at some point in 2019 Next we see highlights of the Steel Cage main event uh, from last week between Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano with Gargano gaining the pinfall victory after interference from the reigning NXT champ Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, we see Tommaso Ciampa backstage uh, with Goldie saying that last week was his vindication 
Johnny Gargano listened and Johnny Gargano followed his lead and pinned Alistair Black. And where does that lead Johnny Gargano? The champ believes that Johnny should get an opportunity at the North American title. Champa says that this is everything they've ever talked about in every hotel and on every car ride. Uh, they talked about DIY taking over NXT. Think about it, Tommaso Ciampa walks out of NXT TakeOver, NXT Champion, and Johnny Gargano walking out the North American Champion. The possibilities are endless, says Tommaso, as the segment ends. Tommaso Ciampa once again playing the puppet master, manipulating his former best friend and once bitter enemy into listening to his every word. I, for one, would love to see Gargano versus Ricochet at TakeOver Phoenix in a few weeks' time. Uh, that could be a show stealer in itself with uh, NXT TakeOver Phoenix being the last TakeOver before the TakeOver in New York over WrestleMania weekend. Uh, how will the storyline develop further between these two after everything they've been through? Um, I'm expecting more twists and turns in the story between Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano. Then we get the main event for our one at the Undisputed Era versus Heavy Machinery uh, for the NXT Tag Team Championships. So Heavy Machinery comes to the ring first with good ovation from the fans at Full Sail. Uh, the commentator states how Otis and Tucker have been undefeated for over six months, earning themselves a championship match tonight against the best tag team in all of NXT and possibly WWE at the moment, the Undisputed Era. Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, the first and only two-time NXT Tag Team Champions, come to the ring and are treated more like babyfaces by the fans uh, at full sale, especially when O'Reilly expertly shreds his championship bout as well as any lead guitarist in history. Uh, when Undisputed get onto the main roster, I honestly believe that they could be as over as any group or faction currently on either Raw or SmackDown, um, or at least they deserve to be, in my opinion. Tucker starts the match by showing some neat groundwork uh, against O'Reilly, demonstrating a lesser-known amateur background from the big man. Otis soon gets tagged in, where he shows off his strength and power as he throws Roddy Strong around the ring for fun. With O'Reilly, the legal man, inside the ring, Tucker attempts to get back inside only to be attacked from behind by Strong, dropping Tucker off the ring apron and flat onto the mats on the outside, back first and with a splat. That was an amazing impact and definitely swung the advantage back in the favour of the era. O'Reilly and Strong go to work on Tucker in the corner with heavy kicks and slaps, expertly cutting the ring in half. Strong gets tagged in to nail an Olympic slam and then applying an Indian deathlock on the bigger Tucker Knight. Dozovic eventually gets tagged in uh, to flatten both of his opponents before demonstrating his technical wizardry uh, that I'm sure Zack Sabre Jr. would be proud of with his trademark worm and elbow drop combo on Roddy Strong. Heavy Machinery gets a close near fall with their Hoss Toss double team move for a two count. Tucker Knight crashes back down to earth, however, after missing with an impressive moonsault that would have won him the match and the championship had it hit its target. Otis then tries his luck, climbing to the top rope. Uh, Roddy Strong climbs up to meet the big man, but Otis is just too big and too strong for Roddy Strong to pull uh, off the attempted suplex by himself. Kyle O'Reilly uh, then helps his tag team partner with a Tower of Doom assist, allowing Strong and O'Reilly to superplex the massive Dozovic to the canvas. That was, an imp that was very impressive, uh, but Strong could only manage a two count. The match ends when Strong and O'Reilly sets Dozovic up for their total elimination, 
high low double team for the one two three pinfall victory and to retain their tag team titles in a highly entertaining match all four members of undisputed era then celebrate on the stage area as this hour of nxt goes off the air both teams played their part very well in this match and i think it deserves a solid three stars the 2nd of January episode of NXT starts with a graphic of our main event to come uh, for tonight. The rematch from TakeOver War Games, where Matt Riddle stunned his opponent Cassius Ono with a win in only 6 seconds. Uh, to sh start the show, they replay the six-man match f for the North American Championship, which took place at TakeOver New Orleans at WrestleMania weekend uh, in April 2018. Now, I was lucky enough to be at that show, and this was the first match on the card. It went over 30 minutes, and it was a bona fide five-star classic with amazing action from bell to bell. Huge high spots and bumps, especially the Velveteen Dreams. Huge elbow drop from the top of the ladder onto Lars Sullivan. Um, the, the spot with the two ladders at ringside when all six men crashed through the ladders um, was, was simply stunning and breathtaking um, as well as all of the crazy flips and dives from Ricochet who was making his NXT debut along with uh, EC3 in this match. When the match finally ended uh, I turned to the guy next to me and said well that's it cancel WrestleMania nobody can follow that it was the best match of my entire time in New Orleans and it was uh, only one of the first ones at that time for me to, to watch uh, before the, the remaining uh, four or five matches at TakeOver and WrestleMania to come the following day it was just that damn good the match was of course won by Adam Cole on the night and Cole was one of if not the most over wrestlers um, over that entire WrestleMania weekend with the possible exception of Ronda Rousey um, everyone was doing the Adam Cole baby chants uh, wherever you went uh, up and down Bourbon Street in the Smoothie King Center inside the Superdome prior to uh, this year's WrestleMania in New York slash New Jersey um, I will detail my entire time um, in New Orleans and Wrestlemania uh, to get you all in the mood for this year's Wrestlemania extravaganza. However, one of the best storylines to have happened in the last couple of years has been the storyline between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, which started when Ciampa attacked Gargano in 2017, all culminating in a huge grudge match at the very same takeover New Orleans. Uh, the match bookended that takeover show perfectly with the six-man ladder match uh, mentioned earlier starting the night and of course the feud and storyline still very much alive today with Gargano being manipulated by the evil puppet master Tommaso Ciampa as Johnny Wrestling appears to have embraced his inner dark side and allowed his emotions to get the better of him. This match in New Orleans against uh, Champa was Champa's first match back since suffering an injury the very same night that he attacked and turned his back on former best friend Gargano uh, the previous year. This unsanctioned match between the two in New Orleans was brutal. It was emotional. It was violent. It was absolutely brilliant and finished the evening off uh, that night's takeover on a real high with Gargano getting his revenge on his former best friend. Who would have thought that uh, a year later their story arc was still going and going strong. This NXT from the 2nd of January recaps the NXT Championship match from TakeOver New Orleans between Alistair Black and Andrade Cien Almas. And this match almost gets lost in the mix as everyone seems to remember the, the matches between Gargano and Ciampa and the six-man ladder match for the North American Championship. However, this match had everyone on the edge of their seats and was equally as good as anything else on that card that evening. Alistair Black, of course, won the match and the championship.
they then recap the championship match between Champa and Black, where a backfired interference from Johnny Gargano caused Black to lose the title to Champa in another outstanding match, adding further fuel to that storyline. This was the last time that we saw Black after he suffered an injury at a house show, which led to the Who Attacked Alistair Black parking lot storyline angle which uh, kept people guessing for a number of months until Johnny Ogano unveiled himself as the attacker. The focus then turns to Undisputed Era and their year of dominance in the tag team division. Their matches with uh, only Lorcan and Danny Birch were, were, was aired on this edition of NXT, which was an incredible match in itself, uh, but not as good in my opinion as the era's matches and rivalry with Moustache Mountain, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, which gave us several classic matches and two title changes between both teams in their series of matches. The majority of this show of NXT was looking at the end of year awards uh, nominees. However, stay tuned because at the end of this episode of Wrestling with Johnners, I'll be doing my own end of year awards for the NXT brand based on the last 12 months of TV action from Full Sail or from what I think has been the best ever year of NXT takeovers from NXT. We then get a recap of the match at TakeOver War Games between Johnny Gargano and Alistair Black in another outstanding match uh, and match of the year contender that is definitely worth a second viewing if you haven't already. Then on to uh, the match I've been looking forward to, the uh, kind of main event of the uh, 2nd of January episode, Matt Riddle, the King of Bros versus the knockout artist Cassius Ono. Now I've been, uh, I haven't been uh, as excited about an individual such as Matt Riddle for a long, long time now. He is definitely a bona fide, uh, not just superstar, but megastar, in my opinion. And 2019 has to be the year where people really start to take notice of this guy. Uh, I don't think uh, he'll be in NXT for too long before being called up to the main roster. And I honestly believe that uh, he'll be part of the SmackDown Live uh, brand when the Fox contract starts in October. Fox will be after legitimate athletes to produce a more reality sports-based wrestling show and uh, not full of silly gimmicks and two-minute matches with poor, poor storylines. Otherwise, there could be a risk of SmackDown being downgraded to Fox Sports 1, which will not get the viewers and will not uh, have been what Fox or the WWE were expecting from the deal. The King of Bros is the future of the WWE, and I, for one, am glad to be covering here on Wrestling With Johnners. Cassius Ono is the grizzled veteran uh, who was embarrassed by Riddle at TakeOver War Games in November in only six seconds and tonight is after some revenge for that match. The bell rings and Riddle goes for the same knee strike that took Ono out of War Games in only six seconds, but Ono was quick to avoid it. Instead, going for his patented rolling elbow, but Riddle ducks that before pummeling Ono in the corner with stiff strikes and kicks. Riddle hoists Ono up for an exploder suplex uh, and a running senton. Uh, ono gains control with a thrust uh, to Riddle's throat before sending him across the ring with a brutal release suplex. Ono punishes the King of Bros with a stiff kick in the corner before nailing a rolling senton for a two count. The ma this match is already super stiff as you would expect from both guys but Ono is firmly in control but uh, only up until Riddle plants Ono with a delayed German suplex with a bridge for a near fall. The match goes back and forth until Cassius Ono executes two successive sentons. Ono attempts a third, but Riddle brings up the knees before applying his bro mission submission, causing Ono to tap out to the King of Bros in just over six minutes. 
Now that was another fun match with some super stiff strikes from both guys. But just when you think that that was the end of the show, Matt Riddle puts his fist out over the top rope with Ono on the floor to give him a fist bump as a show of uh, sportsmanship. At first, Ono declines the offer, but eventually gets into the ring, offering his fist bump after all. Riddle accepts the offer, only for Ono to grab and hold Riddle's arm before running him shoulder first into the ring post. Ono isn't done there, and with Riddle now on the outside, Ono sends him first into the uh, barrier at ringside, then into the steel steps, not once but twice, before hitting a rolling elbow. Then Ono adds insult to injury by giving the King of Bros the fist bump as the fans chant, you tapped out to Ono as the show goes off air. As mentioned, that was a really fun rematch from War Games and a good storyline development showing that Ono is not happy and that he's not done with the King of Bros just yet. But after two successive losses to Riddle, it'll be interesting to see how Cassius Ono can get one up on Riddle the next time they face each other in the ring. Finishing Move Limited, specialising in simple, stylish and versatile items to elevate your everyday. Check out their Instagram at Finishing Move Limited and find their elevated essentials range at finishingmovelimited.com. Now, with all this talk of uh, NXT's end of year awards and nominees, well, for what it's worth, I think I'll go ahead and give you my NXT end of year awards for 2018. I've got a, a few categories and I'm not going to kind of dwell on uh, this segment for too long. First of all, I want to look at um, NXT Newcomer of the Year. So I've, I've chosen two here. Uh, one of them's a little bit of a cheat. Uh, the first one uh, is not from NXT America, but from NXT UK. And I'm going to give um, uh, the first of two awards here to Rhea Ripley. So Rhea Ripley.